Hello, I'm Scott Sostek. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where we, we... Novi Williams on the phone. Look at him, looking down, oh typing. He's not even paying attention. <laughs> now, come on, dude. How are you going to play me? Not even paying attention. We do that every week. I am paying attention. You were not paying attention. Who are you just? Uh, who are you texting? I'm not texting. I'm, I'm pulling up uh, statistics that we can uh, oh, for the inform show. our listeners. Should have been done before. About fun things. Should have been done beforehand. As my father in the military would say, proper, prior, planning, prevents, beep, poor, performance. <laughs> okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to talk about to explore the big money issues in the world of sports, and we got to start with Snoop love, Dogg. I love this. I, I love... <laughs> now, we always say like the biggest stories in the world... This isn't the biggest story, but it passes with flying colors, the barstool test. That remember Larry Siddons? Lowercase B barstool. Yeah, yeah, lower <laughs> lowercase B. Our old colleague Larry Siddons, one of those old school newsmen who still had like the, the paper Rolodex on his yeah. on his desk, like, like the number had been crossed out fifty times. But he said, It's very simple whether or not you should write something. If you were sitting at the bar next to your pal, would you tell them about this? And if I know that Snoop Dogg is embroiled in a trademark dispute with Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainments over his cannabis company, right? Snoop Leaf? It's it's sort of the same logo. <laughs> Leafs or, by Snoop. Leafs by Snoop. Yeah. A similar logo as Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, and they're not happy. They want him to cease and desist, <laughs> and Snoop is... Standing his ground. Yeah, so for some background here, a couple years ago, uh, Snoop launched a, a cannabis brand, Leafs by Snoop. Leafs by Snoop. Uh, it's run out of the Canopy Growth Corporation. Oh, the logo yeah. is a, I mean, it, it, it looks, looks, like, like, a, a looks like a maple leaf. Right. Um, the, the maple leafs are embroiled in this longstanding now, I think it's a couple years old, uh, trademark dispute. And they're not only claiming that the logo looks similar, because the leaves do look look kind of similar. They're also claiming that Leafs, L-E-A-F-S, which is, you know, a grammatically incorrect pluralization of, of Leaf, uh, <laughs> is, should be reserved solely for the team. That the, the right. team kind of has the rights to anything that uses Leafs as opposed to Leaves. Well, I think that's the key, is that, yeah, I mean, come on, a maple leaf's going to look like a maple leaf, but when you spell Leaf L-E-A-F-S, which Toronto does, <laughs> but what, which you should, as we all know how you spell it. But Paul, what they have to prove is that in the general marketplace, and this would go to the USPTO, the Patent and Trademark Office, that in the general marketplace, that it would cause confusion to the consumer. So you tell me, is somebody in a non-NHL market, let's pick one, oh, Fayetteville. Why not? I like Fayetteville. Oh, is somebody man. in Fayetteville confusing... The Maple Leafs of the National Hockey League and Leafs by Snoop. That's the question that has to be answered or proven by MLSE. And let's be real. Come on. Uh, are, are they getting confused by these two things? I'm sure someone's going to say, I wanted to go see the Toronto Maple yeah. Leafs game, and then I don't remember Where anything is Austin Matthews? Where yeah. is, shouldn't John Tavares be here? <laughs> for, for my friend Hart Ornstein, I'll, I'll throw in a Mitch Marner, because I know he loves Mitch Marner. And Willie Nylander, getting a lot of money, but why aren't you scoring? But like, where is the confusion between these two? Leafs by Snoop. Good luck, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. <laughs> that is great. I am so sorry. That, that just See, bar, did it pass the bar stool test? I, yeah, it did. There the you bar go. stool test. <laughs> this is the literal bar stool test, yes. Uh, let's move on to another one. This one, uh, a little more serious. Uh, Rutgers Recruit uh, says that uh, her lost senior season uh, it has not gotten any easier, according to her. So let's talk about this story. I again, another one I love because you'd think if there's grown-ups in the room, 
This gets settled in how many seconds, Evan? How many seconds should this take? 15, 15 20, yeah, 25. Just to, you yeah. might have to explain it, say, yeah. really, that happened? Okay, we'll fix it. But in short, what happened is she played for Team USA. And Maureen Davenport. Yeah, yeah. She, she was sent a check by USA Basketball, because that's what they do. And they she played so, overseas. Overseas. And USA forgot to check. Some people can take the check. Some conferences can't. The whole, and she was not supposed to get a check. But... Someone accidentally sent her the check. Now, I don't, who knows if she knows the rule or not, can't take they, it. They've, yeah, USA Basketball forgot that she had high school eligibility. Right. So they, they sent her the check that they would send to people that don't have high school eligibility right. left. And, of course, she cashed the check and, okay, so it was a mistake. It was just a mistake. And now they're telling her she can't play in high school anymore. She gave the check back. It gave she, the check she back. She gave the check and back. And they say too late USA because USA Basketball has admitted that, you know, they made a clerical error. She shouldn't have gotten that much money. The Alabama High School Association, which is the one suspending yeah, her. This is not the NCAA. We want to make sure everyone understands. This is not the NCAA. This is the Alabama right. High School. Now, yeah. by the way, this is $857.20. I don't and, care and, if it's $8,000. I don't and, care if it's $0.80. Cents. It doesn't matter. And she's allowed under the Alabama High School rules to get, I think, two fifty. So yeah. it's not the, the, the amount in dispute is, is about $600. <laughs> um, money that she has... Paid back already, I believe. Um, but yeah, so she has to sit out. She's a, one of the top-ranked basketball recruits in the country. She put, won a gold medal with USA. I think she led the team in rebounding. She's obviously incredibly talented. Uh, she is now sitting out her, her senior season in high school uh, because it's sad. It's sad. the Alabama High School Association can't won't accept the fact that she gave the you money want, back. You to want to bring members of Congress back. together? The president? Before we talk about wall funding? <laughs> How about he comes out in the Rose Garden and says, you know, hey, this crossed my desk. And I, I want to urge the Alabama High School Association to reinstate this young lady because this is silly. Let her play. Yeah. Well, people on social media, they are furious about it. I can't. Jay Billis picked it up, yeah. the former basketball player and ESPN analyst. An I mean, an attorney. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think rightfully so. The, it doesn't seem like, at least not yet, that the outrage why is, is going to produce anything. Why is this anything, not but, fixed already? Just yeah. up, screwed up, put her in. Okay. Makes no sense. I, I agree with you, 10,000%. So, now, Tampa Bay Rays. Apparently, they could use 850 dollars because it has been lousy. Second worst attendance last season, Major League Baseball. Yeah, but from the big picture perspective of why does this matter, the, the Cleveland Indians and their renovation of Progressive Field, they took seats out. And we're sort of looking at this wave of professional sports teams looking to shrink the size of their stadiums, focus on intimacy and experience. And here's the key word, premium. That's where the money is made. Let's get the big dollars, the corporate dollars. Forget those cheap seats. Let's get the corporate dollars that even if fans don't show up, they're paid for. The move in pro sports is more towards intimacy and premium. But the Rays are down to like 25,000 seats now. That's the smallest, of course, for some time in the majors. That's not, and they're looking for a new park. We know that, but they don't have anything now. Their their most recent proposal is dead in the water. So twenty five thousand down from thirty one, thirty two, right. and they're also changing to have more social spaces to appeal to millennials. You're going to have more, more bars, more group space. That's the trend. But still, twenty twenty five grand is. It's kind of tiny for baseball. Yeah, I think that's the important part. They kind of lost in a lot of the coverage I saw nationally is that, you know, this is a bid by the Rays to get more people into the stadium. Yeah. You know, they're, they're making yeah, their the stadium smaller, but they're trying to get more people to come. Um, and those social spaces are exactly it, right? I mean, it, I've said this before on the show. When I go to Mets games, I, I don't sit in my seat ever. You know, there's standing tables that my friends and I grab. You know, it's closer to the food, closer to the beer, and I and I just stand there the whole game. 
Um, I, I think there is a when growing... When you have bunions in a back like bar, you can't do that. <laughs> I, I was just, I'm looking. I mean, I'm in my seat, section three Wait, let, let me do my impression of Michael Barr getting out of his seat for the seventh inning stretch. Oh, oh. oh take me out to the ball game. Yeah, and, and that's why there will always be seats in every stadium, right? Because there are people that want to that want to sit in the seats. Buy but me some peanuts and Ben Gay. I, I think there may be an argument for... Doing better stuff with that space may yeah. actually draw more people to your game, more people to pay for tickets to come. And and that's what the Rays are going to figure out. And, and you're right. It's, the Yankees is, did it too. When the Yankees, I mean, this is not an old stadium, but right away they were like, we need more social space in right field. Somewhere Jerry Jones is laughing. Yeah, Guy gets 110,000 <laughs> every did game. Did you see the people running into the standing room only seats? No. It, it looked like- At the a, playoff a, game? Yeah, it looked like a pre-Christmas sale for like, you know, the 80-inch TV. The they way. have three 80-inch TVs and they open the doors and there's a stampede. Just standing room only. Everybody running into the stadium. That's how the Cowboys do standing room only. Yeah, yeah. First they, come, they first line serve. you up. First come, first serve. Open the doors. Let it rip. That is someone's going to get hurt doing that. No. <laughs> that's, Speaking that's crazy. of the NFL, I, I hope we have the tape. Do we have the audio of this? That is the best setup I've ever heard for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Tipton just said that is the best setup I've ever heard. No, you know I, we have I the don't. tape. All right, all right. I got to bring this up. It, it's. Poor Cody Park. He sent that man a Hallmark card. He missed a field goal. It hit the upright. The double doink. Then it hit the crossbar. Doink. And I'm mean, and of course, the Eagles won. They advanced to the playoffs. 16-15 was the final score. Now, but this is the call from uh, in Spanish. The Spanish radio. The call. Spanish radio call. If you if you're not well versed in Spanish, don't worry about it because you will get the message. La temporada está en el pie de Cody Parkey. 43 yardas. El snap. Le mete el pie. Distancia, dirección. Le dio el poste. No, falló. Oh. No, señor. 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 Los hijos se van con la victoria. Ay, papá. Ay, papá. No, so did he miss? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, senor. No, senor. I told you everything you needed oh, to know. Oh, man. I, you know, I, and I feel bad for Cody Parkey. I mean, that this, this is... I mean, everybody in Chicago, they're on him. You know, they're calling him the uh, the bum and all the other stuff. And and he feels terrible. This is a low I know, point. I know someone he can call to figure out how to deal with this. Who? Who? Steve Bartman. <laughs> how, oh. do, how do I... It's the right city. How do I disappear for a while? <laughs> do, because... Yeah, they're not they're not happy. It's insane. Whatever. He missed the kick. Sorry. It's not like he wanted to. He, he, kick he, was blocked. He missed the kick. It tipped the, the, the kick was blocked. He missed the kick. Sorry. He, this he doesn't feel like a Steve Bartman moment, right? Like this the kick I'm just talking in vitriol, it feels very it was, much it like was a Steve a Bartman. It was a 43-yard kick that got tipped at the line and it hit the it hit the crossbar. He, Had didn't, the, he didn't like shank it all the way. He didn't whiff on it. I it understand was, the Bears in the play before that threw to the end zone. They didn't want to leave it up to the kicker. I, which I which I understand. But 43 yard, I personally would have tried to get him two, three, four, five, whatever I could have gotten. I, I would have tried to get a, another couple of yards. And I, by the way, four more inches and it's good. 
<laughs> so just just say less. Yeah, look, two inches yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to call J.R. Hildebrand. Look, look at you. Who's that? J.R. Hildebrand. He was in the Indy 500. Oh, I should have missed him. He was one of the worst. God bless him. One of the worst moments that could ever happen in a race. He's leading the race. He's got one turn to go. Took his foot off the to place. win the race. Yeah, and he goes up a little high to pass another car. Well, the car gets in the marbles and he hits the wall and he's scraping along the wall. And then Dan Weldon passes him on the front stretch to win the race. We don't even have to close the show because like people shut off right there. Real quick, by the <laughs> way, on Cody Parkey. Um, <laughs> Assume he won't be in a Bears uniform Assume next he will year. Not be in a Bears but uniform. Has three point five, three point nine million dollar contract guaranteed already for next year. Love it. Pay so him. He's financially. He's in a kudos to his agent. Uh, he's, yeah, in a, he's in a. He's in a good place right now. Guaranteed. Oh man. At least he didn't pull. Who was it? Who was the athlete? Said um, no. It was who was it? When he got on stage. Oh, it was um, Samson. David Samson of the Marlins. He he appeared at Dan Levitard's uh, birthday party in mm-hmm. Miami at a club. It was like. Gets up on stage, all in your face. They were booing him. You know what? And he, and he lets the F-bomb drop. He's like, $1.2 billion. And Levitard's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he should. Oh, let's man. keep the, I don't think he should be out there saying, guess what? Getting paid. But good for you, getting paid. <laughs> this is for you, Cody Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop. Little Snoop Dogg. Uh, this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Mike LeBar, along with Scott Soschnick and Ebby Novid Williams, baby. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Brian Rolap, the money guy at the NFL. This is Gin and Juice. No, I'm sorry. This is Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever you get your Hot it up, Colin Chipton. Looking at me strange, but you know I don't care. Step up in this motherfucker, but just a swing in my hair. Talking, walk if you're down with the set. Take a bullet with some, take this dope on this jet. Out of town, put it down for the father of rap. And if you get cracked, shut your trap. Come back, get back, that's the part of success. If you believe in the S, you'll be relieving the stress.